History happened everywhere. A random country, a random time period, and a topic pulled from the hat. Then one of us has a week to go away and find out everything they can. Welcome to... History happened everywhere. Welcome to History Happened Everywhere. I'm Pete and this is Ryan. Hello! How's your week been, Ryan? Uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm a little bit uh, post-Christmas fat. I've got a post-lockdown post-Christmas fat, which is double fat. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it's uh, good. I've spent a long week um, looking at my subject and, uh, yeah, and I'm really excited to tell people all about it. Have you got fat or are you just full of knowledge to share? Fat with knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we did the Cameroon episode and we had Cameroon jokes? Uh, Yes, yes I do. Yeah, there was a joke that we didn't really understand about the Grand Kumbar. Grand Kumbar, yeah. Yeah, when you win the Olympics you say, thank goodness the Grand Kumbar wasn't competing. That's right. Something along those lines. That's a funny joke. Um, We wondered who the Grand Kumbar was and you believed it might be a religious figure or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought it was some sort of deity or something. Yeah, very much not. Uh, A very kind um, listener on Twitter called Von Ghost got in touch and let us know that Grand Kumbar is in fact a gangster. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, okay, so apparently not active, but still very feared individual. So, right. not a religious figure <laughs> at all. Okay, but many thanks to Von Ghost for, for doing that. Uh, so, yes, that's uh, just something I thought you ought to know. And I also thanks, need, Von Ghost. Thanks, Von Ghost, indeed. Um, and also thanks. I, I've been negligent, Ryan. Hmm. Last week, I had an excellent fact that I did not put into the podcast. So, I would just like to tell you about the Vienna Boys Choir. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get to we'll get we'll get to my one in a bit, though, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll because we'll, we'll normally come to that. we do like the uh, recap on. What yeah, it was we'll, that we yeah, absolutely. We'll do cool. the recap, um, but uh, just just as a couple no, of cool. bits about. Just, I'm super excited about this. Understood, one. understood. Right. Um, but did you know that in 1498 the Vienna Boys Choir was founded? Right, uh, and that is a choir that is, and that's in our time period, 1400 to 1500, and that is a choir that is in fact still going today. Uh, right, that's very cool. Yeah, that was a, a fact brought to us by the lovely Hannah Scott. Ah, no way. So thank you very much, Hannah. That was Thanks, an excellent Hannah. fact, and I'm really sorry I didn't put it in last week. That was my bad. So we could go and see if we weren't in lockdown, uh, that choir singing. Yeah, the new people. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the most decrepit choir in the world. <laughs> yes, I believe they changed the individual people, but it is the same choir. Oh, I guess well, that's slightly the... disappointing. It's not some zombie choir. Uh, I understand that that would be quite the draw. But that's <laughs> no. a great fact, though. That's an excellent one, isn't it? Um, and also, I, I think we should probably thank a couple of Reddit users. Mm-hmm. Um, Osmosis Boy, great name, and Business Vegetable uh, <laughs> <laughs> gave us some feedback uh, saying they were enjoying the podcast. So thanks very much, guys. Really appreciate the support. Business Vegetable. Business That's Vegetable, great. right? That's a great name. <laughs> Talking of business, um, well, we should have a look at the, no, get, uh, I, the subject for my my country and topic. We, we should. I think we, we've come to that. Just There's a couple of other things I hadn't uh, managed to get into last week I'd like to cover off, if that's right. Uh, what, on the Austria thing? Yeah, on Austria. So we do... We'll, okay. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, we're trying to keep these episodes down to an hour. It's, it's fine. I yeah. mean, you just... 
let's just um let's run through them. Yeah? Well, yeah, yeah. We'll do the recap. And we'll we'll come to your stuff. I just just a couple of things I want okay, to cool, uh, cool. cover off. I just want to get through all these notes. I've got quite a lot. Understood. Understood. You've done a lot of research, mm. so uh, obviously we. Yeah, I'm excited to get through them. Okay. There's a lot to tell you about. Right, but uh, just uh, before we do that, yeah, we're, we're back in uh, Austria in the mid the Middle Ages. Uh, it's okay. 1400 to 1500 if you recall you were a minstrel you had made your way to the Alps yes enjoyed some noodling but uh, I think you're going to live there for a bit actually you're going to stay there you, you enjoy your life in the Alps okay uh, and uh, well, I forgot to mention some of the, the, the interesting things that were going on there um, so uh, let's say it's spring you probably didn't travel during the winter so it's probably spring so it's Easter time hey um, now in uh, the well even today but in the middle ages and going way back possibly before that they had a a, a fun tradition which I, I wanted to introduce you to which okay. was uh the use of eggs eggs is a, an easter thing um easter eggs all over the place famously right? exactly so they're, they're a long time originated in a pagan symbols of rebirth and new life yeah uh, so eggs are a thing but there's one specific thing they do with them that uh, i thought might be fun to tell you about if they hide them in the alps and you've got to go and find them <laughs> clambering across the alps yes. here are your crampons good luck <laughs> <laughs> no they do um you're gonna have some you're gonna have your breakfast you have your eggs for your breakfast a couple of hard oil bit hard boiled eggs yeah um uh, they paint the hard, hard boiled eggs much like we do. Cool. Uh, so nice, brightly coloured eggs for your breakfast or brunch. Yeah. But before you eat your eggs, you are going to have, sir, an egg battle. Wait, what? An egg battle. That sounds great. So you select your um, your painted egg. Yeah. Uh, and you hold the egg with the tip, the pointy bit, pointing out. <laughs> okay. And much like in the UK, we have a game called Conkers, which is a, a kind of a conquer is a nut. Yes. That's on a string and you whack the other person's conquer until it breaks. Yeah. Egg battling is very similar. You bash the other person's egg with your egg until one of you has a broken egg and the unbroken egg is the winner. Okay. So you just hold the egg though. Yeah. You tap your, you tap your eggs sort of point to point right. and uh, strongest egg wins. But I've boiled you some eggs, Ryan. Hooray. So upon the table here, you've probably noticed a couple of eggs lying around. I, I did notice a couple of eggs. Beautifully painted. For the listeners out there. <laughs> they're, they're really not beautifully painted. <laughs> With respect, they're poorly painted in that you've just taken a black Sharpie marker. Other permanent markers are available. Uh, and drawn what I expect is my face. But just looks like an angry man <laughs> with egg all over his face. That is, which I think is the beard. That is correct. You could, you could use this one. That does look like you, though. Bizarrely. <laughs> wow. You look like some sort of Mexican um, uh, cowboy gangster. Yes, I've got the look of uh, um, that actor whose name escapes me right now. Oh, what, the Mexican guy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Him, the guy. <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. People love listening to old men try and remember things. Scramble for names. <laughs> He's in every film. He is in everything. He's in the Rodriguez film. He is. And it's on and my mind. in that other film. Machete. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. oh, this is painful. Hello. This is the voice of the internet. The name of the actor that Peter and Ryan cannot recall is Danny Trejo. Mr. Trejo is an American actor who has appeared in many Hollywood films and TV series, including Heat, Con Air, and Breaking Bad. He is a frequent collaborator with his cousin, film director Robert Rodriguez. Thank you. <laughs> so, choose your egg, sir, for the battle. Well, I'm going to choose yours. Okay. Your um, face. Because I'm going to smash your face in. You want to smash my face? That was a very aggressive. It was this a little bit, wasn't it? I'm still... Uh, this is cracker... Related. I'm, I understand. I thought this was a risk because I didn't want to bring angry Ryan back from the cracker defeat. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people took a lot of pleasure in the fact that I got absolutely humiliated at crackers. Everyone loved it. Uh, I think because Ryan 
it was hilarious to see mm. you get so angry. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you everyone that. who wrote a lovely message going, ha ha, you're crap at, at crackers. We've only got two eggs, fortunately, so there's only one chance to yeah. lose here. You know, let's just do this and then we can get on to um, my, sub, my country, right? Yeah, we'll just do this and the, then we'll, we'll get on to the, 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 the playback of what we agreed yeah, last time. Because I really, I really do want to, there's a lot of really interesting I know, stuff. I have done a lot of work. Wanna... So Ryan, would you like to go first or second? Uh, <laughs> given that you have a history of cheating, <laughs> I think I'm going to let you decide. Okay. How's I think there's a, Well, there's a trick there. I can feel it. So I'm going to do the opposite of what you think you want me to do, which is to pick one of those two. I'm going to do the third option, which is let you pick. Wow. Would you like them eggs? I think that's an incredibly paranoid way of looking at it. <laughs> I lost 11-1. <laughs> I can't lose again. Okay, I will go first then. Ready your eggs, sire. All right, how do I hold this again? I guess you can hold it. Face like first? A- no, no, the faces, normally they're just normal colours. You just, just put the face you just on for face fun. It, right, okay. So you can me. hold it. Okay. Hold it in a way that you think exposes the, the piece li- like less likely to break. Hold my right? fingers like a chicken's anus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do they come out of their anus? Uh, no, the shit comes out of the cloaca. So is uh, it that's just... <laughs> not getting into that. All right. Right, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm coming. I'm and coming. What, what do we do? Just... I, I pick or hit as hard as we can. It's up to you because you risk your own demise. Demise if you go hard, right? And but okay, what? What? Uh, sorry, what's a winner here? Who the, the first egg to break? Break. So your egg has to stay intact, and the enemy egg needs to be broken. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Right, you sure you're happy with that? Well, yeah. I, yes. Well, I lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go first. You surprised me. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I forgot you were supposed to go first. Yeah. Well, I lost. Well, so you you did. You did. You also... Yes. Well, anyway, you've got a nice boiled egg. Can we try the other end? Your, you could try the... Okay, yeah. That, that You go this time. Yeah, that's the... Did you have it the right way around? Probably not. I mean... You had it backwards. Well, have you learned nothing in egg school? <laughs> It looked the same. Pointy it looked overhurst. <laughs> no, that was the bottom. All right, well. Nailed it. Yeah, you did. All I mean, right. you were That's pretty got a good crater. Yeah, the, I could feel the ripples of, <laughs> of a broken egg. egg. Uh, so now I'm the winner. I oh, well, of course you are. The victory what the... a surprise that Pete Goddard wins at another game of random foreign games. You, sir, however, have won an egg. So it's not all bad news. Yeah, with loads of shell in it. Also, you know, Jesus has arisen, so happy days. Oh, yeah. How does that celebrate Christ rising? Um, it's, uh, it originates, I believe, from pagan beliefs rather than being Christian, so it's kind of co-opted by the Christians. Okay. Side note, it is surprisingly difficult to boil an egg without cracking the shell, I have discovered. There are various <laughs> things you need to do to do it, uh, and I went through many eggs making those ones. For real? <laughs> For real. Okay. You have to take your eggs out of the fridge and let them get to room temperature before you start. Right. Put them into cold water rather than hot water. Okay. Uh, and then bring it up to the boil. Right. Uh, and then let it boil for a few minutes and then take the heat off, but leave it in the water for another number of minutes, hmm. about 10 or 12 minutes if you want them hard boiled. And that's the, and you can also poke a little hole in the shell because it's uh, expanding gases in the egg that crack the egg and cause it to, to leak in the pan regularly yeah. about four times before I went to the internet and found out how to boil an egg properly. And you get all that white sputum. 
You do floating get around that. in the pan. You do get that. I made plenty of that, yeah. I can assure you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Egg Facts podcast with uh, <laughs> Pete and Ryan. <laughs> oh, dear. We should probably think about um, getting back to the listening to last week's. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I'll cue up the, um, the be- little rewind music. Before we do that, there's just a couple of things I wanted to cover off. Okay. But I mean, then we can get to I know. Yeah. We, we'll get to that. But uh, I just okay. wanted to say you're still in the Alps, obviously. And um, Easter's nice, but you're still there for a while. Right. So you get to the summer solstice. Everyone likes the longest day of the year, don't they? They do. Um, so back in the 1400s, they would build big bonfires to uh, show appreciation of the earth. Uh, again, believed to be origin, origins of a pagan festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fires are there to ward off evil spirits. Very nice. Yeah, that's uh, something they used to do. Nowadays, bonfires they still do... during the summer. Yeah, it's, it's unusual. They, uh, like here in the UK, we would normally have our bonfires in, in the autumn or in the fall. Yeah, I think the interesting thing I think nowadays is that they, they do still do bonfires, but they're not just bonfires now. People mm. hike up and climb, literally climb, mm. onto the sides of the mountains. And they make these really elaborate shapes out of bonfire wow. so that you sit in the valley and all across, on, on literally on the sides of the mountains around you, these gigantic fiery images appear. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. Is there footage of this? That we can put on our website or something. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll find some because there's, there's definitely some pictures. Uh, mm. Obviously, I saw some pictures of it. And we'll find something to put on the website because it, it really looks awesome. That's a great idea. And what are the images of? It could be of anything. So I think I seem to remember a squirrel being one of them. It's just... Okay. I, I don't think they have particularly significant. The I think, Nike swoosh sponsored. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Don't give them ideas or at least don't give them ideas for free. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> All credit to History Happened Everywhere, please, Nike promotional department. (laughs) So that's the summer solstice. I just thought that was interesting. I didn't want to lose it after last week. Summer solstice. That's great. I love that one. Yeah, no. Okay, cool. Well, look, so there we are. That is uh, Austria in uh, 1400 to 1500. Actually, Ryan, before we we go on, just just a couple of other things I wanted to to bring up because... I mean, mate, we really are running... I know, we're totally... We will get to your thing. It's uh, it's just that there's a lot of stuff people want to know about Vienna. I'm going to have to drop a couple couple of things now but maybe we can do it as like a supplementary bonus episode or something we'll work it we'll work around it it'd be fine okay um we're only at the summer solstice the rest of the year yet to go obviously um so in august wait what well no don't worry it's just just a couple of bits i wanted to bring in that we didn't manage to fit in last week we'll definitely get to your uh your yeah yeah your review of uh last week's topics yeah Uh, i know i know you're interested and you really want to um bring it but uh, just okay don't don't like to let the viewers or listeners rather miss out on interesting facts okay all right so let's get into the sort of autumn period there's an alpen... i just feel like maybe you could have got this in last last week's episode and then you know in your episode and then not in in well in mine well i mean in a way whoever won the egg battle yeah gets to tell their stories i mean i've just added that <laughs> <laughs> the legend of the egg battle <laughs> okay all right well look i mean just hurry up yeah just yeah get, we'll get, get through the, just get through the things all right yeah. and then i can do mine so we're in the alps um it's kind of autumn time um and in in the alps they have a thing called tr- vertical transhumance mm-hmm. uh so this is basically where during the summer months you put your cows quite high up the uh mountain yeah uh, and they munch on the grass up there but then winter closes in and you bring your cows down again so Makes sense you don't want to be stuck up a mountain you don't want freezy cows either cows ice cream <laughs> ice cream <mate>. ice cream <laughs> that's how they do ice cream kids <laughs> so there's a special event where they have a, uh, a procession of the cattle from the highlands down into the lowlands okay called the alma tribe Ooh. um 
So basically, your summer your summer cattle are going from their summer home to their winter home, yep. coming down the Alps, uh, and they dress the cows up in oh, no floral headdresses. Oh. So you have this procession of cows, all with these beautiful flowers and uh, sort of alpine meadow flowers and ribbons and glitter, maybe mirrors, uh, and they clang cowbells to keep the bad demons away <laughs> on their way down into the valley. Um, and this um, this I. I'm assuming happened in the 1400s. It still happens today. Yeah. There's evidence of transhumans right back to 3000 BC. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a festival that still happens today. So I'm assuming it was happening in the 1400s as well. So, yeah, absolutely. It sounds almost definitely like something they would do, right? You've got time on your hands to make little cow headdresses. Absolutely. So that's that's the Almob tribe, the bringing down of your uh, cattle. That's amazing. Can you imagine being like put in this little village and seeing all these cattle go past, all bright and colourful and little daisy, wearing yeah. a little daisy hat? Exactly. Be beautiful, wouldn't it? You the cows look great, yeah. actually. I mean, I'm I'm not a massive fan of cows, but uh, if a cow can look beautiful, these ones certainly do. How can you not be a fan of cows? Ah, oh, they scare me. They do kill people, don't they? Yeah, they're... like you can get trampled to death by cows easily. Mm. That's uh, when we go walking. That's one of my things. I'm not really brilliant at walking through fields where the cows are right. looking at you with that <laughs> look in their look eye. Look in their eye. Yeah. I so, mean, to be fair, though, them killing one of us. It's a blip on the radar, really, compared to how many we've knocked off of those over the years. In terms of the murder rate, man to cow versus cow to man. It's not looking good for the cows, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah. And yeah. they don't eat the people they kill either. So that's true. That's, yeah. I don't know whether that's better or worse. They kill for fun. There's a reason cows haven't appeared in many horror films as well. No. Uh, see, I don't like chickens for similar reasons. They've got that look of... No, I've been chased by chickens. <laughs> yeah, little velociraptor things. Oh, oh dinosaurs. They're, no, they're not for me. Oh, I, I didn't like it. I had a bucket of food and these chickens just ran for me and I ran <laughs> and they kept on running after me. I didn't like it. Oh, Daisy, why are you wearing that hat? It's for the walk. Ugh, well, I suppose some people like vintage. But why aren't you wearing your hat? Well, I'm not on the walk, darling. I'm leaving. (gasps) Leaving? Yes. Yes, I made the cut. I've been selected. They said there was an opening for a rare talent and that I fill it. Oh, how exciting. Well, it was bound to happen. I mean, you girls can keep mincing down the mountain if you like, but uh, from now on, this cow doesn't walk anywhere. I have a driver. A driver? Yes. Yes, I've been signed to a boutique agency. A little French firm called Abertois. Mmm, fancy. Yes, they say they're going to take care of me. Oh, well done. Good luck with your hat and your silly little walk. You won't be seeing me again. Ta-ta! Wow, what a cow. So, um, right, cool. So we, I can move on now. Can yeah, I? let's move on. Right. Before you do so, that, just, there's just a couple of more pieces I wanted to uh, cover off. So we're just, it's just the last couple of bits um, and then we'll get on to your thing. Hey, we're, we're really quite into this episode now. I'm, I'm only going to get like half an episode. Is, but the, the listeners are going to want to know this stuff. So uh, I well, then maybe really you think we should put it in last episode. I'm, I mean, there was a good last episode. Okay, fine, fine. Just, can you just... We'll blast through this. <laughs> let's we'll just blast just, through let's this. Let's just we'll blast through this one, right? Okay. So, um, okay, so we're getting into winter now. The nights are drawing in. It's getting a little bit Christmas-ish. 
so obviously they have Christmas. It's been a Christian festival for a long time. Yeah. Um, but there are some traditionally Alpine Christmas aspects, which are a little bit different to what we see. Uh, so you're aware of St. Nicholas, presumably. the Old St. Nick. Old St. Nick. Yes, I am aware of him. Mm. He of the Santa Claus fame. The the Father Christmas, proto-Father Christmas, you might say. Yeah. Um, but much more terrifyingly, he has a friend in the Alps uh, called the Krampus. <gasps> Krampus. You may have Talking heard of, of schlock horror films. Yes, absolutely. So now the, the Krampus figure has, in theory, they think, goes way back to pagan tradition. Mm-hmm. Krampus would whip children, wouldn't he? He absolutely would. His name originates from the German Krampen, which means claw. Crampon. So, uh, well, I would imagine crampons come from that. Yes. Yeah. Good thinking. Thanks. Wow. Language <laughs> skills. <laughs> I don't know if you're patronising me. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. That's good. Uh, so the, the tradition is that he was the son of the Norse god of the underworld, Hel. Okay. And uh, in the in 1100, so we're talking about 1400, but in the 1100s, the Catholic Church tried to ban him. Oh, wow. Because obviously they went, this guy looks an awful lot like the devil, the guy that we're yeah. presenting around. Didn't really work. It's hard to police alpine towns in winter. You can't really get out and about too much. True. So Plus also people like a bad guy. People like a bad guy and they have their own traditions. So, you know, banning doesn't work as in many cases. Yeah. Um, if anything, it draws attention to it. Absolutely. So... If you can't beat them, join them, right? So this this pagan creature gets kind of absorbed into the Christian tradition of Christmas. Uh, so Does it? Yeah, so by the 17th century, so not within the church, but Christmas as a Christian celebration. Okay. The Krampus goes from this individual character to being a, a friend or an associate of St. Nick. Yep. St. Nick, obviously, being a Christian character. And so these two then have these two roles of the the rewarder of the good and the punisher of the bad children. Right. So St. Nick gives out the gifts to children uh, and the Krampus, the Krampus scares them uh, simply by looking at you. Uh, he sometimes will beat them with sticks, as you say. I think it's birch sticks. He carries a bundle of birch sticks. Or if that doesn't really do it, he will carry them down to hell for a year in a basket on his back. Oh my God, really? Yeah, I mean, be good in the Alps is what I'm getting from this. Uh, so you kind of get this evolution from a, a pagan satire type guy like pan figure yeah uh into a full-on demony guy and in, in the modern version now he's kind of hairy brown or a black kind of hair the hooves and horns are sort of demonic kind of look he's got this long long tongue that lolls out down to like his chest almost his super long uh, and hideous fangs he's just a hideous creature now basically yeah right um he carries chains um which is thought <laughs> of to he does. well yeah who wouldn't so thought to symbolise the binding of the devil by the Christian church. So you can see where they've kind of taken this pagan thing and absorbed it into their tradition to say, oh, no, actually, this is now representative of something Christian. Uh, he carries a rutan, that's the bundle of birch branches that the that he whacks children with. Yeah, and I don't know uh, why I got excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you're uh, excited about the beating of children, Ryan. Um, and I didn't I was, mean it quite like that. <laughs> Well, I don't know how excited you'll be about the basket on his back because, uh, as we say, he will cart children off for either drowning, eating, or hanging around in hell for a year. Right. Hello, John. Oh, Krampus, come in. How's Mary and the children? Oh, everyone's well. Now, if you'd like to have a seat. Oh, sure. <laughs> 
So as you know, it's contract time. I've been talking to the guys upstairs. Yes. Uh, they're very keen to work with us next year. But they, Excellent. They did have some feedback, and I think you know what oh, we're going to talk about. Yes, the horns again, isn't it? It is the horns. The people in health and safety are not happy. They say you could have someone's eye out easily. Yes, fine, fine. We have talked about this. I'll remove the horns. Uh, and also health and safety-wise, as you know, germs is a big issue this year. People are worried about the lolling tongue and the saliva. Oh, the slobbery mouth. Yes. Okay, I suck in my tongue, John. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, and now, this is difficult to talk about, but we do have to address hashtag ouch. Oh, the Twitter storm. It is not okay to beat children anymore. Oh, for goodness sake. I, what is wrong with people? It's so sensitive. Uh, I don't get it either. This is the modern world. They're a bunch of snowflakes, John. Uh, well, nevertheless, you cannot be beating the children. Uh, but you can go terrorising them at night wearing this high-visibility outfit. Yeah. Wait, What? Yes, it's European legislation, I'm afraid. Uh, you can't be out at night uh, in dark colours. Well, I can't wear this. I'd be ridiculous. Well, you'd look ridiculous in the yellow outfit that they wanted you to wear, but I said, no, Krampus doesn't wear yellow. That's right. Krampus doesn't wear yellow. And that's how I negotiated you this red suit. Red? Ugh. Red, red. It's like uh, uh, blood. Blood of the of the children. Blood of the children, John. Yes. <laughs> I will wear this. Yeah. What about these trousers, though? They would chafe my goat legs. Yes, everything. And in fact, we have got you these boots as well. Boots? Yeah, extra grip in the snow. Well, this is true, actually. Krampus does slip on the icy cobblestones. <laughs> oh, yes. And about the laugh as well. Oh, yes, the love. Yeah, we have had some focus groups, and they say what would be really terrifying is something deeper and more booming. Deeper? Uh, ho, ho, ho. Deeper even, deeper than that. Ho, ho, ho. Perfect. That is new Krampus. Very good, John. I like this. So fine. I remove the horns. I uh, suck in my tongue. I don't beat the children anymore. I wear the red blood suit. And I laugh lower. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> then I take my sack and I grab the children and take them to hell. <laughs> yes. But also, no. Uh, you do keep the sack, but you use it to take gifts to the children. Gifts to the children? What is this, John? Ah, but they're evil gifts. Evil gifts? Yeah. Batteries not included. Ah, <laughs> very good. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, oh. Uh, right, so if you're happy, if you'd just like to sign uh, this contract here. Oh, yes, okay. Just sign there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, initial that one. Right. And another initial there. Oh, okay. And underline that. Right. Pop the date there. Oh, right, yeah. And we're done. Uh, excellent. Very good, John. Bye. Father Christmas. Nick, Nick, it's John. John, my boy, did he go for it? He went for it, he signed everything. Oh, finally I can retire. So that, that's the modern version. So we're talking about the 14th, uh, 15th century, likely to have been a bit less demonic and more mythical. This is This feels like the transition period from the pagan into the Christian. So uh, more of an angry alcoholic Mr. Tumnus, you might imagine. Okay, an angry alcoholic Mr. Tumnus from Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe. Exactly. Okay, all right. Interesting uh, slight differences is the Feast of St. Nicholas is actually on the 6th of December. So I've been saying Christmas, but actually this is sometime before that. Um, so there's two not, nights. Not much before. Not usually, no. It's still a sort of Christmas-esque yeah. event. 
but on the preceding evening, the 5th of December, that's Krampus night, Krampus Nacht. Um, that was good. Uh, you, you got some spit behind that, and that was great. <laughs> <laughs> it really added to it. <laughs> so on Krampus Nacht. No, the, that was bad. Oh, I should have stuck with the first one. Just edit that in. Okay, just I'll just edit cut, that one. cut the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is when the wicked hairy devil he appears on the streets. I read a couple of different sources that were slightly conflicting here. Mm-hmm. One of them was saying, actually, back in those days, it would be more like someone would go house to house, which I feel think feels more plausible because it's probably pretty cold in December in the Alps. And um, would you <laughs> want to do a parade in the streets? So what they do today is they have street parades. Okay. And I, I did read that there's evidence of that having been the case back in the 1400s. But I also read that it was much more likely that they would go house to house. So, yeah, um, possibly. I'm, I'm not really clear on which, which way it went. But, I want uh, to believe that they did go out and that there were street parties. Okay, do Krampus it. night parties. Well, and, and this is something that happens today, and I'm not exactly sure whether it was, like I say, the, the, there's a difference of opinion about whether this was something that happened back in those days, but a thing called the Krampus Lauf. That is the Krampus Run, much like the Santa night runs you get in, uh, in the UK where everyone dresses as Santas and goes, basically bar hopping yep this is where the young men in the town will dress up as the krampus they're super scary so yeah you get some good videos of these uh these guys and they parade down the streets and this is in a ritual that's supposed to dispense disperse the ghosts of winter and krampus scares all the ghosts away does he okay um, so it's less about scaring the children and more about scaring the ghosts of winter away well um bit of both this is nowadays it's much more about terrorizing children i think okay right. um but actually i think the terrorizing children was definitely part of it. There was a, a a writing from a, I think it was a Christian writer who was saying we should rely less on bogeymen to scare our children and more on giving them a moral education. So clearly, even back then, this was part of it. Yeah, he was a good guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the Krampus route, the the Krampus Lauf possibly was a thing at that time. Wooden masks um, okay. and people in hairy costumes, just terrorizing kids, which sounds like a good night out. Sure. So, um, yeah, so that's, the, that's uh, something that happens around Christmas, 6th of December. The Krampus Lauf, the Krampus, Krampus is in town. He's a big lot tongue lolling out, chasing you with a birch, birch, bunch of birch. And that's a good time you have at Christmas. I, I feel like that one needs to be uh, transitioned over. We need to bring that one into our our culture here. It, it already has. Um, in America, what? nowadays, there's, there's Krampus Laufs in various towns. Okay. It's, a, it's a thing that's not in the UK, I don't think, but certainly parts of America have really really embraced it mostly because of the big bar call dressed as a monster which is super fun yeah right it's just halloween but at winter there were some interesting stories about one of the towns where they had a bunch of refugees coming into town mm-hmm. and they took the the refugees to a, a education session basically because they thought if these guys have just arrived in our town and yeah. the first thing they do is they go out <laughs> on the streets and these monsters are walking around whacking people right, with right. sticks in um, a land where people, everyone has guns. Exactly. So yeah. they, they basically said, look, guys, this is what this is all about and explain the tradition to them, okay. which I think is a really good approach to uh, embracing people into your culture. Ah, I like it too. Yeah. And if it's hit the States 10 years, a decade from now, it'll be here in the UK. I think Guarantee so. it. I'm With surprised we haven't seen Shelves in the supermarkets full of Krampus style m- merch. Get your masks. There, there are some problems in... In um, Austria today, on Krampuslauf, which is that obviously it's a bit of a bit of a bacchanal. There's lots of drinking mm. and people misbehaving. So some of the challenges they have is actually controlling the Krampuses because okay. it's that fine line between being scary and getting smashed because you're also <laughs> supposed to give the Krampus a schnapps to appease him. Um, I like schnapps. Yeah, but you know, there's a line between 
being scary and being genuinely terrifying, I think. <laughs> Murderous, um, drunk. Exactly, rampaging, rampaging around town. Yeah. So it's not what you want to like see. Like the purge. Like yeah, the, exactly. The series The Purge. <laughs> so there's, there's some towns that have to struggle to find that balance to try and bring in rules and regulations about what you can and can't do as a Krampus. So that's the Krampus. A uh, little Christmas, almost pre-Christmas. I love it. Fun for... Fun for all the family. I love Krampus. That sounds cool. Right. It reminds me of uh, the thing that I was going to talk about on this one. So should we just run the uh, what 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 the subject and yeah, the country yeah, we'll and the, the thing are? The cool. Look back, yeah. Okay. Before right, we so do that, we go. There's just one because it's this is really related to the Krampus. I just want to pop this in if I can, um, mate. Seriously, like when am I going to do? When am I going to do mine? Well, I'm supposed it, to be doing it'll be fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll we'll squeeze it in. Uh, it'll definitely be time for it. Can we squeeze it in? It'll like, be this fine. is my, it's supposed to be my episode. We're doing Liechtenstein. But this the Krampus has got a friend. We can't just leave people just not knowing the Krampus. Talking is about Austria, You've, you had her. Fine. Uh, this will be quick, don't we? Okay. If you survive the Krampus, then you only have the Perchter to worry about. Or Perchter. The Perchter. 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 So uh, I'm going to say Perchter. Hopefully that's right. Uh, Austrian people, please mm. correct me for my ter- terrible pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> so this is another character that you come across in this time period, in this uh, time of year, um, derived, we think, from an Alpine pagan goddess. Okay, uh, wow. Meaning the bright one. And she is related, the Perkstar, she's a lady, yeah. uh, related to the Feast of the Epiphany, which is the 6th of January. Okay. So... Um, this character is a, it's another sort of figure, mythical figure, if you like. Um, it's said to have two appearances. There's a beautiful Perkta and a haggard old lady Perkta. Right. In a lot of descriptions, apparently, Perkta had one large foot, sometimes a goose foot or maybe a swan foot. <laughs> Just one. Yeah. A beautiful woman with a swan foot. So my, right. I put it to you, Ryan. <laughs> if you met a beautiful woman yeah. and she said, I should probably tell you about my swan foot. <laughs> Would that be a, a problem for you? Or are you, you happy with that? I just love how these myths begin and legends. <laughs> there was a beautiful woman. <gasps> Did she have a swan foot? It feels like something. Yes. Has a feel of suggestions from the audience about it, doesn't it? And she's got a swan foot. Okay, she's got a swan foot now. <laughs> it's some sort of improv. <laughs> So this character is a kind of cousin of the mother goddess uh, called Holda, possibly derived from the same myth. So they have a role of, of being guardians of the beasts, and they oversee spinning specifically, as in, you know, spinning uh, thread. So I'm a bit, sorry, I'm a bit confused. So this is a good person? I. Uh, it's a little bit complicated. So she has spirit? a role, she what has a role of, um, she's, a, she's a mythical character. Okay. Um, but she has a role of, she's neither good nor evil, but she has a role of very similar to Krampus and St. Nick duo, of rewarding good behavior and punishing bad behavior. Okay. okay. So what she will do is, uh, if you've been good, done all your chores and everything, she will leave you a silver coin. Mm. If you've been bad, however, uh, and being bad <laughs> involves spinning on a holiday, so the 6th of January is kind of her day, if you do your spinning on that day when you should be not doing that, uh, what do you think the sort of flip side of getting a silver coin is? Uh, a copper coin, bronze coin. Yeah, no, she will slit open your belly, remove your organs, and replace them with garbage. Hmm. Can I have the <laughs> copper coin? <laughs> so is that still an option? Basically, you get 10p if you're good and disemboweled if you're bad. Wow. No, but replaced with garbage <laughs> as well. That's just to add extra drama to the, the whole event. Wow. So did that happen to someone? Is that where the origin of this story came from? And they went, oh, yeah, that's... 
that woman that came in the night, you know, the one with the swan foot. I mean, those Germanic... You must have been bad. Those Germanic, the swan foot. So imagine you've got in your cupboard a sort of fake swan foot to leave prints outside. Oh, That's she's where been. It's come she's from, been. Right? That's where it's come from. Someone was hopping along at the same time, just soon after a swan came along, <laughs> which also hopped along. So it's classic in these fairy tales, isn't it, that good behavior? They're all about sort of moral learning, aren't they? Be good and uh, do it told or get... <laughs> Very horribly punished in a lot of these uh, Germanic thing, tales, right? particularly. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like the uh, Hansel and Gretel and, uh, you know, a lot of those sort of fairy tales would end in people being eaten alive or turned into hideous creatures. So she's she's quite an interesting character as well, because again, you're seeing this pagan tradition being absorbed into Christian festivals. So Epiphany is a Christian festival that she's associated with, but obviously she seems to be from before that. A couple of people disagree. Uh, Jacob Grimm of the Grimms um, thought she was a, a pre a pagan um, a pagan figure, whereas a guy called John B. Smith thought that actually was always not was always Christian, wasn't pre-Christian. So I don't know. Take your take your choice as to who you believe there. Who's John B. Smith? I don't know. He didn't write fairy tales like the Grimms, did he? Because I have no idea who he is other than that he's an ethnologist. John Smith wasn't he uh, of the Pocahontas fame? He was the guy who uh, married Pocahontas. I want to say married. So certainly in the Disney film, John Smith marries Pocahontas. Let's believe that delightful Disney version, shall we? Yeah. In the 15th century, uh, Perkta also has an entourage. She's got she's got friends. So in 1468, there's a reference to her having a retinue, a bunch of people who hang out with her. Um, and these they weren't called Perkton, which is uh, what they're they're known as today. Seems to be possibly spirits of the departed, so she had some something to do with uh, looking after people after death. But also the first illustration we have from 1411 was of uh, somebody in a mask impersonating perched with the iron nose. So similar to the Krampus, we've got people in masks portraying these mythical figures. Okay. Not exactly sure what they were doing at that time. But uh, again, we've got a situation where we think people were going house to house giving you the silver coin, or I would assume not slicing open people's bellies, <laughs> but certainly the threat of that. Uh, you the threat was there. Um, are these for children? Are like they doing it for, for adults or are they doing it for kids? Well, I think the, the stories come out from... It's an educational thing. It's a, it's a moral learning, isn't it? So the, the, the Perchton now and in the 16th century, so possibly into the, our period, they could be the beautiful Perchton, they bring luck and wealth, or they could be the... Schatch Perchton, Schatch person, I don't know how to pronounce this. Yeah, no, that's definitely not how please it's said. Please, please, Austrian people, tell me how to pronounce this. Schatch Perchton, the ugly person. They've got fangs, tusks, horse tails, and they are um, hideous. Hmm. So these are all kind of munged together today. So when you go to the Krampus night, you might also see some Perchton running hmm. around. That sounds uh, good. So uh, lady, lady horrors, if you like. Uh, Is that why you're dressed the way you are today? Uh, in this wooden mask with the fangs and the lolling <laughs> tongue. No, this is just how I go out, Ryan. So anyway, the the long and the short of it is basically you had the sixth, the sixth of December and the sixth of January. Periods where I think people you can't do much in the Alps in <clears throat> December, I would imagine. So you got to do things to keep yourself entertained. So snowmen, one snow angels, snow snowball angels. fights. Yep. That's been good. <laughs> you run out, Mel. <laughs> I'm out. That's it. So then it's visit your Neighbours in a horrifying wooden mask. <laughs> and slit their guts. <laughs> Replace it with trash. <laughs> so these guys are known as Kinderschreck, um, which is like boogeyman. Okay, but uh, Kinder is children. So yes. Kinderschreck. Shrek is probably 
terrifying. Shrek is <laughs> in like the the troll, like the the uh, film. No, S C H R E C K. Pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. So Lois Lovato was the Swiss pastor who said it was better to beat children than threaten them with ravenous boogeymen. Yeah. <laughs> so his alternative wasn't. I would have remembered through time. <laughs> Why am I here? What drives me? I want to take a big bite out of life. Taste the juices of a life well lived. Where am I headed? Where have I been? So um, yeah, that's the the sort of the cast of characters you might come across in your Alpine town through the December, Amazing. Christmas, January period. Imagine that, all drunk on schnapps, wandering from home to home, seeing these dark creatures skittering and scattering through the shadows. Right? There's uh, I really we should put a link up to um, the uh, there must be a YouTube or something because the today they, these guys dress mm. up as these Krampuses. Are really elaborate with sure. these huge horns and a head with fire coming out of the horns. It's it's really a spectacle, and I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I, don't you find though? Like with Halloween, you look at the Halloween costumes today, and people really spend a lot of time and money. It's almost like cosplay now. Uh, you know the the effort that goes into making Halloween costumes, and yet you look at the nineteen twenties. These black and white pictures of people wearing Halloween costumes. Then they were a lot more frightening. Yeah, they look like more more less likely to frighten you and more likely to kill you. Literally, <laughs> kill you, stalk you, and yeah, kill you. And I I, I imagine costumes from the 1400s would be a lot more terrifying yeah i bet there's despite some, uh, not having plumes of smoke and flames pouring from their heads yeah i think less spectacle more terror more terror like your imagination table. is much more what you're <laughs> after right so there you go you've made it uh, to the end of the year well done hey cool right so let's get on and talk about my subject this week Let's remind Actually, us what Mark, it is before, and before go back that, and listen to sorry, last sorry, week. With the, there's, just, there's one thing I, I mate, wanted to cover. This is ridiculous. Um, so I just this, this is be the last thing I promise you. You've covered and off like we can five go on things, to, mate. Uh, yeah, no, this, this is the last one. The, the listeners really want to know this. So uh, this is becoming like a whole episode about Austria. Uh, no, no, that wouldn't happen. That's ridiculous. That's no way that will happen. Last last week's episode was Austria. Right. You should have fitted this all in then. I, look, listeners need to know stuff, so I'm just doing my job. All right, one last thing. Okay, one last thing. Let's talk molybdomancy. Ooh, that sounds fun. It does, doesn't it? Is um, that like uh, surgery on children if they've misbehaved? <laughs> Where they pull out all their teeth and replace them with gumdrops or something. This is substantially less horrifying than the last couple of sections. Okay. Uh, this is New Year's Eve. Now, we're recording this as it happens on New Year's Eve. So mm. uh, this is particularly apposite. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year to all our friends in Kiribati, by the way. They're already already in. They're already in 2021. Yeah. But as of time of recording, yeah. So anyway, it's New Year's Eve. You're in in your alpine town. uh, And we're going to do a thing called Bleigeisen. Cool. Bleigeisen. This is the Do I need to get naked? Uh, Oh. If you would, yes, please. (laughs) Uh, It's unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're pouring molten lead around. So definitely naked is the way to go for this. Okay. Molten lead? (laughs) 
Yes. So in the 1400s, uh, we're saying it is uh, Bleigeisen is literally translates as lead pouring. Okay. Uh, and uh, you gather little bits of lead, and you, on New Year's Day, sorry, so I'm a little bit early. On New Year's Day, each member of the family melts a little bit of the lead. Okay. Into on the stove, presumably, or a pot, a pan of some kind, uh, and they pour the lead into a bucket of water. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm waiting. Wait. This is what I talked about in the Turkey one. Uh, 3000 BC in Turkey, they would throw molten lead into the water and check the lumps of metal that solidified. When the lead solidified in the cold water, they'd take those out and read the shapes of the lead to work out fortunes. Exactly. This is molybdomancy. This goes way, way back. This no goes way, way, way back. Way. Not only is this happening it's in the 1400s. Linked. It's all linked. It's still done today. That's amazing. So you, it, it's you, still good. It's done in Turkey today as well. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, it's definitely done in Austria today because uh, our friend um, Business Vegetable told us that uh, <laughs> it's something that's still done. It's still called Bleigeisen, mm. which is, means lead pouring, but you can't pour lead anymore because of the risk of poisoning obviously oh, so yeah, course, they yeah. they have uh, they sell little tin icons like little hearts and shapes you melt these things into a little pan you pour it into your water and then you you have a little cheat sheet of things that your lead looks like and what it means so if it looks okay. like an octopus it means you'll be embraced by good fortune or something like that. ah clever is that a real one did you just make that i up? made that one up <laughs> <laughs> but the rest are all true uh everything is absolutely true about all of this okay, good. definitely everything that comes uh that comes true definitely every single time cool um but um so we're in the 1400 so today you buy all these little the kits basically with a little pan and little yeah. lead uh, or little lead tin icons okay back then you'd probably have to find your own lead from somewhere just go um, through amazon you'd use your own pots and pans i don't think they'd necessarily do kits but uh, yeah, it was something that, uh, as you say, started 3000 BC, still yeah. going today, definitely still happening in the 1400s. I mean, they've got the Alps around them, right? So there's bound to be some sort of ore in those mountains that they could oh, smelt down. Exactly, or just pop up to the roof and peel some lead off. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think this sounds like a lot of fun, don't you? Well, yeah. Melting metal. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Who doesn't want to melt metal? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. good news, sir, because as it is still a thing, you can actually buy kits to do molybdomancy. Molybdomancy. Um, and I've got one here today, sir. No way! So let us have a go. Wait, are we going to melt some metal? We're going to do some melting, <gasps> sir. So I have a suggestion. <gasps> the idea is you have your, your own fortune. Okay. So you do your own bit of tin and you pour it into the thing and you yep. do your own interpretation. I'm going to suggest you and I cast a little thing okay. into the pan each. Okay. And we'll do it together to oh, get the fortune for History Happened Everywhere. Oh, I see. We're going to have a History Happened Everywhere fortune. Exactly. So we're not looking for our individual fortunes. We're looking for oh. the fortune of the podcast. Okay. Should well, we have a go? That sounds good. Yeah, no, definitely. How, right. we, how do we do it? Let's check it out. Let's get the stuff. Okay. And then we can do my thing, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely after that. Definitely if there's time. Okay. You're walking away like maybe that's not the case. Uh, anyway, look, let's focus on the now. Okay. I've just got so much to talk about and we've only got like 15 minutes left. Yeah, yeah, this will be fine. Be okay, fine. let's smelt some metal. Okay, so this is the kit I managed to source. Um, okay. It's uh, it's pretty straightforward. There's a, well, you, you tell us what you've got. Okay, so you've given me a plastic bag here. And inside the plastic bag, there are, uh, well, first of all, there is a giant ladle. Um, which is a metal cup with a wooden handle. Giant? Medium size. <laughs> I was comparing it to the size of my current ladle. 
That's exactly right. Uh, it's a tiny ladle. I do have it's. Most people complain about the size of my ladle. But now I have a giant one. So thank you, Peter. My fortune has improved already <laughs> this year. Good right. Uh, and then there is a good sized handful of little metal ingots uh, that are shaped in different shapes. So you've got, um, okay, a little toadstool. You've got a heart shape. There is a uh, sack of coins. I can tell that because it's got a little euro symbol on it. Uh, there is a coin with a euro symbol on it. Uh, there is a cat, little cat's face. I'll tell you what this looks like. It looks like uh, Monopoly. Ah, oh, they do look like little Monopoly cans, don't they? Pieces. Now, I don't think the shape of the item at the start is relevant to your fortune. I think it's just sort of novelty value. And a ladybug or a ladybird, a ladybird. depending on which country you're in. Okay, so... Or a Darman Vogel. Flugen. <laughs> oh, my lord. More angry. I was trying to go Austrian. <laughs> Darman Fugel, is that a thing? I don't know. Um, so what, what do you do? It says, uh, I read the instructions earlier. So mm-hmm. it says you hold... All right, we take this little metal ingots, in we put hand. it in the in the giant ladle. Ah, before you do that, though, you have to charge it with your personal energy. All right. So if you... Uh, All right, well, I'll give you the coin. Oh, the coin. You yeah. get no choice, because apparently it doesn't mean anything anyway, you well, said. correct. Yes, so that's my understanding. On. So right. feel free to write in if we're wrong there, Austrian peoples. Yeah. So then we clench it in our little hot little hands. And I've got a toadstool. And we think we just charge it with our energy. Come on, be me, be me. Okay. We have 30 seconds of this. Charge it up, Ryan. Really? Charge 30 it up. seconds? 30 seconds. You've got to charge it with let's your energy. Let's fast energies. forward for the sake of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so now that she's charged with our energies, yes. we pop them into the ladle thing. Okay. And then we melt them and pour them in the water, which we probably can't do sitting in the studio. No, so we'll record it on my phone and then I'll cut that footage in and we'll play it. Now. Okay, so we have a camping gas stove, which you can't see, but you'll hear in a second. We have the ladle and some water. Um, and we have uh, our little pieces. Charged up with our personal energies. Oh, that was loud. <laughs> okay, that is on the gas stove. I'm going to set the gas stove to burn. That's a good choice. This could be like our final moments. Oh, that's... Oh, God. Whoa. Okay. Oh no, it's fine. We're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, Pete, what's happening? Right. What's happening is nothing at the moment. The two metal pieces are in the little ladle, doing nothing. But we've got a lot of heat coming up, so I'm hoping to see something transition any second now. Don't try this. Oh, do try this at home. It's actually designed to be done at home. <laughs> but with a kit. Don't just grab a piece of metal and <laughs> just melt lead from your uh, yeah. local lead store. Okay, so we have a bowl of water that's next to this, and once the metal is melted, and I can see it is starting to melt now. Oh, well, I can't see that. Over there, so it's bubbling away. Oh, yeah. Um, so the toadstool and the coin are melting away. The heat is really... So it's looking oh, it's like, going now. Yeah, it's looking like Terminator 2. Yeah, it's got, when he kind of goes all liquidy from his human shape. Yes. Yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah. The coin is taking a while. Yeah, it's kind of... Oh no, it's happening really quickly. Oh, that's cool. Right, so once it's melted, we're going to pour this directly into the bowl of water and it's probably make a little fizzy sound. And then, and then what? And then we retrieve the metal in its now solidified shape and we analyze it. All right. Back in the studio. Okay, all right. So we are done melting. So I'm going to turn the gas off. Oh, pour up. Pour up. Okay. Pour, pour, pour. Gas is off, gas is off, gas is off. Ooh. Okay, 
We have a shape. We have a shape. I'm just going to cool down the ladle. The ladle is cooled. All right, let's take the shape back to the studio. And we're back. So I have the unmolten metal, the solid metal in front of me. It's very spiky. It looks, you said it's like a little island. Yeah, it looks like an island to me, a volcanic island in the Pacific. I think it looks like some sort of crustacean or a cephalopod hiding in the sand at the bottom of the sea. Let's have a look. So uh, what does the cheat sheet tell us? That's the key thing, right? Is we're looking to see what it looks like. And the cheat sheet has interpretation signs. So it runs from A to Z, Abbey through to zebra. I don't think it looks like an abbey or a zebra. It doesn't look like a zebra. It so looks like America. You think it looks like America? Oh, it does look like America. Yeah, geographical one. Like, what do they call those ones where you can see, like, the heights relief and things? Map. Yeah, relief map. Well, America's not listed on here. Oh, darn it. So does it look like an apple tree? No. Does it look like a boat? No. Does it look like a bush? Mm, maybe. Does it look like a cannon? No. All right. What about a greyhound? No. An eagle? No. Dagger? No. I mean, you're going to have to tell me a little bit more about what you think. Does it look like an interrogation? Which is looks a lot like an interrogation. I can't believe you picked that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's on the list, by the way. Uh, I think it's... Let's try a different... Does it look like a pine tree? No, it looks a little bit like a spider from this angle. Or from this a angle. witch. Spider of, is on one, here. Oh, I've got a witch. I've got witch. Can I've we go with witch. spider? Yeah. Spider is a sign of money coming. That's why I was pushing Ooh, for the spider. Let's do that. <laughs> it's definitely a spider, Ryan. <laughs> but I like the way you go, from a certain angle, there's money coming. Uh, what was the other? Let me have a look. It's kind of a witch. I'm getting a sort of portrait thing going on there. A witch? Yeah, I see a witch. I don't want a witch. Well, there isn't a witch anyway. It's kind of like interpreting what you see in clouds, isn't it? There isn't a witch. There's woman, well, wood, wolf, and windmill. Uh, well, woman is the closest to witch, I think. You have male witches, can't you? Yes. A uh, woman is pleasure and happiness. Several women indicate scandal. There's only one woman. There's only one woman. Uh, so I'm not seeing a woman in that. No, I'll be honest. Okay, so what do you see? I see. I can't, I can't unsee America if I'm, if I'm <laughs> honest. It's even got a little Florida <laughs> hanging down the side. I'm going to take a picture of that, put that on, and our American friends are going to all agree that exactly maybe like our fortune is America for history happened everywhere next year if they let us in <laughs> I, I mean let, let's go <laughs> let's go let's go with woman 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 pleasure and happiness nice so history happened everywhere is going to give us pleasure and happiness for the year ahead does it specify us we might be giving pleasure and happiness to other people no that's true oh that's nice well it's our fortune right so we can interpret it as as we see fit i'm delighted to give uh pleasure and happiness to other people or receive it i'm i'm good with either of those actually it does look a little bit like a pheasant is that because it gives us something really good a legacy <laughs> <laughs> you are straining hard for the pheasant there sir do you think it looks like a shark what will it give me if i can see a shark <laughs> imminent death Oh, no, I see no sharks. No, no, no. If anything, it's a dolphin. Okay. Um, imminent death is one. Yeah. <laughs> How was your new year? Great. I found out I'm going to die soon. Okay, what about a kettle? Uh, what does a kettle give me? Death. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were all going to be like, a stranger comes. or You're going on a journey. I did not know. Yeah. It was just straight up death. Oh, my Lord. 
Okay, so we've done well. I'm sticking with woman then. I think woman is a good uh, a good compromise there. Yeah. I quite like the spider giving us money, but I'm really straining to see a spider there. Uh, anyway, so Ryan, let me wish you and all our listeners a super happy, prosperous and fun-filled New Year. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that after... Um yeah, we After should I've do done that my episode. Yeah, we? Okay, so look, that that was everything I had to to do about Austria. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. So we can um, we can go back to to the main event, right? With um, <laughs> you last week and and get going. Cool. Okay. Right. Let me just get my notes. Um, okay. Right. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, so, uh, what was the um, what are you doing? Oh, we're out of time, mate. Are you kidding me? That's just, I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm, we're just literally, I'm about to start. We're going to, look, how about next week on History Happens Everywhere? I haven't even said what the country is. It's the timer, mate. It's the timer. Right, well, I'm taking next week's. Well, we'll absolutely, week. you should have next week's. I think we should, how about we yep. go back and review what you're going to do <laughs> next week? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, all right, fine. Okay, so this is what, I'm going to do next week on History Happened Everywhere because Pete didn't give me a chance to do it this week. I stole all the time. Sorry, everyone, but I think you'll agree it was fascinating and excellent. It was pretty good. I hate to say that. <laughs> I resentfully said so. Well yeah. done. Okay, the Dursleiter is awake. And the country for me next week is... <laughs> Liechtenstein. Wow. Well, let's have a look at so the... There's, uh, there there's Lichtenstein. <laughs> the history happened everywhere, Ryan. We know this. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So let's go with the years then. Uh, okay. Here we go. And the years are... Uh, right. Well, we're continuing the medieval stage. It's 1100 to 1200. Ooh. So uh, it is Lichtenstein... Between the years of 1100 to 1200. What is the topic, Ryan? <laughs> the topic is... <laughs> going to be... Oh, no. Space. <laughs> Something crazy. <laughs> and the topic is... Business. Ooh. That's the first time we've had business. That is. Uh, okay. I figure business is going to be trading of corn and, you know, animals. People need things. Trade will occur. It will. In Liechtenstein, of all places. Oh, wow. Famously businessy. I'm thinking already. Good, because you have a week to keep thinking and come back and entertain me for a solid hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds really interesting, Ryan. I'm looking forward to everything you've found. And now you have a bonus week to do even more digging to come up with absolute gold. It is interesting. And you could have heard it this week. Could have done. Just say it. Didn't. So. <laughs> no, we'll hear it next week on History Happened Everywhere. We just skipped a week. This is our two-parter on Austria. We've not done a two-part. It's our first of the two-parters. Um, so well done, Pete. You've pulled it out the bag, out of the Bagenschmidt <laughs> or whatever <laughs> it's called in Austria. <laughs> uh, no, it was. I, I'm, I am sorry for taking your time up, Ryan, but I Thank thought me. there was so much stuff there that we really thought... I really thought we should give the Austrians a fair crack of the whip uh, and give them a little bit more information that uh, is both interesting and educational. Uh, I love it. And while we were talking, I actually looked up and on our days later, we don't have traditions as um, one of our topics. Oh, we should add So that. we should add it, I think. Yeah, I know I think it's, so. it could be counted as culture. Uh, but actually, I think traditions is kind of a neat one. So I think we're going to speak to Paul Dursley, get him to add that to the Durs later, and we'll have that as one of our, tra uh, our traditions. For sure, <laughs> yes, yeah. we'll have a tradition topic. This was great. I like genuinely, um, it fits perfectly for New Year's Eve. So well done for coming along. 
and beating me again at a game. Yes, yes. I think this is a, a new tradition is being born whereby Pete beats Ryan at various foreign traditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's a great tradition. Oh, mate. So a part of this was inspired by the fact that uh, the, the good people of our, the our Austria subreddit uh, told us that they do like to hear about uh, Austrian things. Mm. So thank you guys for showing interest and uh, getting in touch. Thank you also to everyone who subscribed. We're going to start a newsletter for subscribers to keep them informed on what's going on and uh, frankly beg for help on various mm. topics and tasks. So uh, do subscribe. You can do that at hhepodcast.com. Uh, you can also get in touch if we've got anything wrong or we've missed anything or if you've done anything silly or you're excited about something at hatepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Uh, or you can hit us on all the usual social media sites uh, where we are at hatepodcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, all of those. Sort of stuff. I think that's all of them. But uh, if there's anyone missing, <laughs> do let us know. We're trying to get out there and uh, create a community of people who are interested in uh, the history of other places. So, yes, Happy New Year to everyone. Please join us again for The Verdict when our good friend and mentor, Paul Dursley, will come along and uh, tell us everything that was wrong about the podcast. <laughs> uh, not least that it wasn't the topic at hand this week. So I Well, and rightly to, so. I look forward to some punishment for that. Okay, thanks, everyone. See you next week on... History Happened Everywhere. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, uh, I'm here to deposit this sketch, please. Okay, let me have a look. Pass it over. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, hang on. Oh, wait. Oh, is there a, is there a problem? Um, yeah, the thing is, it looks a little bit like this sketch is set in Liechtenstein. Yeah, that's right. It's a well, it's a Liechtenstein sketch. Ah, uh, yeah, but we're not doing Liechtenstein this week. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a last minute change. We're, we're doing Austria now. Austria? But Austria was last week. Ah, well, what can I tell you? I mean, people love Austria. Well, look, I've spent ages working on this. Well, will it convert? Could it become an Austrian sketch? Um, no, not really. It's, I mean, it's, it's set in Liechtenstein. Well, I'm afraid I really can't help you then. Well, look, is there somebody else I can talk to? Uh, can I talk to your manager? Oh, I'd love to help you there, mate. But the thing is, the manager, he's from Liechtenstein. Wait, doesn't that make this a Liechtenstein sketch? Uh, security! Security! <laughs>